guys. Delarelli, who's passed? Oh, oh. That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on that. And it's the Tigers straight away. Guys, Elliot! Oh. What a start! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast, NBL edition. Um, this is our weekly preview and review show. As always, we're brought here today by The Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. I'm the Supercoach Mastrix, and I'm here today with my co-host, Hamilton the Musical. Hammer, mate, how are you? Uh, you've called me not wearing black. I've been in mourning all week after the Jack Jumpers weekend. Dick, Dick's out for the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> oh, what a roller coaster of a weekend it was. How was yours? Um, yeah, look, I it could have ended better. Um, I fell, I got in my own head. Can I tell you? Um, I heard the news about Gary Clark. I was at work and I just saw Cheatham sitting there and I was like, if Clark does get a couple games or even get one game, this could be season defining. And it was negatively. Yeah, for you. He uh, <laughs> he balled out, man. He was uh, electric against my beloved Jack Jumpers and uh, did enough to uh, put together a decent score in the second game. Wasn't as good, but... Uh... Yeah, better than uh, his night on Sunday would have ended up after uh, ending up in the back of a paddy wagon. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, look, let's let's get into what we're going to have this week. Um, we're going to go go through how we went. We're going to go through our squeeze of the week. We're going to do our round 15 review, our round 16 preview. We're going to go through the most traded in, the most traded out, um, our own trading captain thoughts, and, of course, answering all your questions along the way. Um, a little uh, public service announcement. Um, the deadline is 7.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Wednesday. So um, I did I did get a couple messages. People thought that it would be. <laughs> um, see you in the chat there, Hamo. I've starred that one. Um, but I have got some messages saying that they expected the deadline to stay Thursday. It's been Wednesday this week and last week. So, um, yeah, keep track of that. Um, Hammer, do you want to let us know how, how you went? Yeah, look, I had, God, where is it, 400 and, what was it, 400, 458. So I, uh, I've moved up another 70 spots in the season, sitting inside the top 800 now. Uh, look, it was, a, it was a round where I thought probably would have done a little bit better. I captained Lamb, which... Uh, you know, it wasn't ideal given his second game and that blowout that New Zealand had. But, uh, yeah, all in all, not the worst. But you topped that. You had a pretty good one. Yeah, I had 484. Um, could have been a lot better, of course, if I played Clark instead of Cheatham. Um, but, look, I better. moved up. Uh, yeah, moved up 111 spots. I had the 230th, 240th um, rank for this week. Um, yeah, look, um, it's all looking on the up. Um, and yeah, I think I'm set ahead for the, for the weeks ahead. I'm feeling pretty good about my team that I can keep chipping away and look, maybe a top 200 finish something along those lines. 
Yeah, you'd be happy with that. And this next round's another game, another round with a lot of teams on the double. So we'll be expecting a couple of big scores again uh, from the inside squad. Um, yeah, actually, the inside squad went absolutely bonkers. I should go mm-hmm. through that in my team of the week. Um, give me a sec. Um, mate, you talk about something, hey? Answer, answer, answer Hamo's question. Yeah, look, I'm going to pass on that one. But uh, probably the breaking news that we, we need to talk about this week is Christian Doolittle. Now, he's under a concussion cloud. We know how that's played out for the rest of the season with uh, Della Vadova, uh, some of the other guys who've had similar ailments. So with uh, Perth on the double-double, uh, we'll talk about it a bit later about how it might affect Cotton and some of the other guys. But be wary if you're looking at bringing him into your side. It's uh, possibly a no-go. Uh, especially given his and mate, while we're having a bit of a chat about some teams, Illawarra and Brisbane, Brisbane, that's their, they haven't won four games in a row in four years. So <laughs> they're surging at the moment. This may as well be the minor premiership for a Brisbane fan like yourself. <laughs> mate, I'm, um, I'm already buying those grand final tickets. Um, <laughs> mate, so the Insight community team scored the 14th highest score in Australia last week with 534. They have moved into 89th overall. So thanks everybody bringing in. Um, how they how they went so well is I didn't have time to panic for Gary Clark for the Insight community team. I just panicked for myself. Um, they started Jalen Adams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They started Jalen Adams. They started Trey Kell. Um, Captain Clark, Froling, they had Bolden, Galloway, Wiley, McCall, and Armstrong on the bench. And can we just have a chat about their centre, Isaac Humphreys? He was sensational. He not only just absolutely dominated the supercoach scores. He looked dominant to the eye test too. He was moving well. Like, this is a guy in a contract year and he's just putting his hand out and say, give me the bag. It's uh he was good. Yeah, he was great and probably has made himself a little bit of a captain option in uh coming into next week because we're well so um yeah that's something that we'll have a little bit of a chat about. But yeah, insight community team um, did fantastic, um, and Humphreys helped him along the way. Yeah, absolutely soaring, both Humphreys and the Insight team. Um, I'm just logging into my own, but we're going to get into our squeeze of the week this week, um, and it goes to Corey uh, from Gilding United. He scored 546. He captained you- Kel, had Shannon Scott on the bench, and again, the the usual guys, Clark, Hump, Froling and Jalen Adams all starting as well. I think he had like a Galloway and a Bolden sitting there, or maybe a Galloway yep. and a um and a Valentine when I had a look. Mm. But yeah, really, really good week there with 546. So slide into our DMs and get a standard squeeze pack um mm. or a forum one. So um yeah, congratulations to Corey. All right, um, should we just start getting into um, some of the Supercoach previews or uh, reviews of the last round? Let's do it. 
Um, can we start with um, Brisbane versus Tasmania? Now, um, you were there. Um, I was there. Had, had, how was it? Uh, didn't see a lot. I had a, uh, a 15-month-old uh, with me that needed to be walked around the uh, concourse a lot. It was, it was probably ambitious going to a game that started at bedtime. But, uh, look, it, it was good. It was good fun, good night. Uh, the result wasn't ideal. We actually left with five minutes to go. Paddy were down like nine, and I said, "Look, let's just let's just make it ahead. Get get ahead of the traffic." We got into the car, checked the box score, refreshed, and it was seventy-seven all. And I thought, "My God, we got to get back here. We're going to overtime." And I hit refresh one more time, and Chris Smith just ripped the heart out of Tasmania with one three-point shot. So. Uh, I don't know why Drimmick didn't foul there. He had a foul to give. Like, he was obviously going ISO, obviously backed himself. But, yeah, look, I would have thought. Over the weekend. I thought yeah, that was the second thought, yeah. game. But, um, yeah, I would have so thought that's the first coach, option, you foul. 100%. From a, from a super coach perspective, though, there was absolutely nothing spectacular to write home about. It was, uh, it was a really sloppy game, to be honest. It was... As good as the finish was, it was it was uninspiring, and and it's probably the game if you're going to have to walk your daughter around the uh, the stadium all day long. Um, that's probably the one. It was it was tough. Yeah, not a, like well. Let's just mention um, Uncle Milton. He had twenty seven. Um, Tyrell Harrison twenty six. Um, but yeah, not much else to write home about. We can probably gloss over the um, the other blokes. So they both have doubles, so we can have a chat about them a bit later on. Um, sure. What about the 36ers blowing out the Kings? This was, uh, was it unexpected? Kings have been on a slide. 36ers seem to be getting it together. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, yes, it was still unexpected because it's because mm. it's Adelaide, but yeah, oof, like but, Isaac Humphreys made everyone else look like a baby. Yeah, this game. <laughs> Serious scores. That's it. The eighteen and twelve for thirty-nine supercoach points, and it's it's the blocks where he. I mean, they're four points a block, are they? Three points, four points a block. Yeah, they add up. A couple of steals. He's he's active and look. Twenty-five minutes is is pretty solid for him. He he did have a little bit of foul trouble. Finished with the four fouls, but uh, he was spectacular with thirty-nine. And and Trey Kell chimed in with twenty-seven actual points, seven rebounds, five assists. Padded the stat sheet for. 36 actual super coach points there. Had the four turnovers, which hurt a little bit. Yeah, and um, DJ3J, I know he was owned a little bit. He had 29. And um, basically everybody has Wiley in their team, and he had 21. And he struggled. He's been, yeah, he's been disappointing. Probably the big surprise in that one was Kyron Galloway off the bench. He played 27 minutes. Uh and you see, Wiley only played the 14 in this one, and he was in uh, foul trouble. He ended up fouling out in those 14 minutes. But the 27 minutes produced 21 supercoach points for Galloway, which was tidy. Sydney, on the other hand, was a different story, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, look, Jalen Adams always scores well. 30 is probably subpar for him. Um, yep. Jordan Hunter with 24. And we always know when Jordan Hunter goes really well, Bolden goes shit. Um, so he had 10. Um, Denzel Valentine, I had, he had the eight, um, and as a Jalen Galloway, uh, owner, I was also disappointed with 12. 
Yeah, Jalen Galloway was disappointing this weekend. I thought he featured in a lot of teams. He he hasn't really regained his form from earlier in the season, has he? No, and I just like so I jumped on him as soon as I saw Hogue was out, um, thinking yeah. that it might linger. Well, I got one of the two right. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Hogue's injury um, lingered and um, Jalen Galloway's getting a bit more of a run. But, yeah, he just doesn't have that impact that he had at the start of the year. Why don't you tell me who the most disappointing player in all of Supercoaches this season and why it's Denzel Valentine? Um, Yeah, well, it's Denzel Valentine. And uh, why? Because we expected so much more. We thought we had a gun. I thought I had a Taj McCall-like player. That, that was what we were expecting, that triple-double threat every night across the stat sheet. Yeah, I was expecting kind of like a, a hybrid between Taj McCall and, and Shannon Stott. But, look, he started this one. He has been coming off the bench, but still only played for 16 minutes, was uh, absolutely atrocious, had the four fouls, and, uh, yeah, it's a write-off this season. We should probably stop just indulging in what could be and just accept him for what he is, right? He's a bit better in the next one, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I tell you what, uh, Cheatham um, mm. should learn the rules um, oh, because he's brought. Goodness. Yeah, like, and I, I don't think that decided the game. And the coach was actually really good about it in the press conference and and everything. He was backing his guys. What else can you do? But realistically, um, not pull the time out. Yeah. Well, you can't. So just pass it up the floor and have a have a dig. Have like a I would, I can Delhi miss that on purpose. Yeah. The foul before was a little suspect. Anyway, there was a lot of yeah. pretty ordinary calls with the officiating this weekend. Yeah, um, but Lamb had a good game. Um, this was yeah. what we expected from Lamb. Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright was good. I see a few people bringing in the, him for couldn't af- uh, for the blokes that couldn't afford Lamb uh, with thirty two. I was pretty happy with Cheatham uh, with the twenty seven. I was just thinking, yeah. look, yeah, look, I've banked that up now. Um, of course, I was disappointed with how good Clark went after that. Uh, Will McDowell White back in this one with seven, um, but Delhi Gilding Travis like they were fantastic. Yeah, big scores. Della Vadova, 41 supercoach points. He double-doubled again with the 14 and 10 assists. Uh, Goulding, 40. Unusual for him to hit the stat sheet so uh, well across it. Like He only had the 24 actual points. Solid score, but five rebounds, three assists, three steals. He must have actually played defense or the ball just landed in his lap or something. Uh, must have just fell in his lap. Yeah, Travis came off the bench in this one, had the 13 and 11 for his 35 super coach. But go back to Cheatham. Like that 27, 34 minutes is good, 27 super coach points, 11 and 10 double double. Is that what we should expect from him? Yes, 100%. We should get that every game. Yeah. I was expecting that and more coming into the season. So, you know, maybe that next game where they got blown out is an aberration, but I'm hopeful this is what he's going to bring. Yeah, and he was better in the team, though, before Anthony Lamb came. Like, Cheatham was kind of the man until well, Lamb okay. came. Um, yeah, and, yeah. like, Park Jackson Cartwright looked really good. Now it seems like Park Jackson Cartwright's looking for Lamb a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Cheatham seems to do nothing, like, watching, yeah. and then accumulates points as well, almost accidentally. Yeah, it's not like they're running plays from him. He, you know, he occasionally gets a put back, maybe the odd lock. 
for him occasionally, but yeah, he's it's a different role, isn't it? Lamb, though, after this game, he had the 36 super coach points. I captained him, was feeling semi confident. Thought, you know, he's gone as good as Kel, who was probably one of my other options. Uh, the 22 and 8, I feel like that's standard for him. This is this is not an extraordinary Anthony Lamb stat line, is it? This is what we expect every week, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, especially when he's rolled through and got fifties in in games. Um, yeah. Look, it's hard. Like Melbourne United is a good matchup um, defensively for Anthony Lamb. Um, I think that. Yeah, look, I think this was sort of the floor as to what we expected of Lamb this week. Yeah. This was this game though was the beginning of a night of absolute uh, close games, terrible calls, and. I was exhausted after this one. This next game, Jack Jumpers, Illawarra Hawks. It had it all, didn't it? Yeah. Well, look, I was hating on life just to do with um, with Gary Clark. I was glad it went into overtime because he did absolutely nothing, and it let my mm. boy Justin Robinson and um, and uh, yeah, him sort of catch up a little bit. But mm. yeah, a great Super Coach game for owners, especially those that have loaded up on the Hawks, like ourselves it was it was sloppy to start with though like coming to the last quarter has he were you know five points down ten points down two points they just couldn't bridge it and then all of a sudden after having maybe two points in the entire first three quarters milton doyle took over that was special right his super coach score did you have a look at three quarter time what he was on it was all abysmal it was yeah, it was like eight or six or something. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Um, they just but couldn't we'll, buy we'll... a bucket. All of a sudden, that last two minutes, McVeigh, Crawford, Doyle, there was like 10 threes that went down, and she's gone to overtime. Yep. And um, look, I don't want to say too much about the calls, but Illawarra did pull out the win um, for uh, the... Owen two jack jumpers for this week. Yeah, well, the one and four jack jumpers over the last couple of weeks. It's uh, it hasn't been a good patch for us. Uh, look, super coach wise, Doyle came through late. Foul trouble hurt him. He didn't really feature in overtime at all. Had the thirty-two super coach points. Crawford was the lone hand. He accumulated most of his stats in the fourth and the two overtime periods. Thirty-five. Uh, McVeigh was good. Uh, he had 21 super coach points. He was better than that, but foul trouble had him fouling out as well. It was really the other side of the uh, bench, though, where the damage was done, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, especially was and, even super coach wise and with the win. Um, but yeah, look, what's that? Four players above 34 when we go Froling, Harvey, Robinson, Clark, basically their whole starting lineup. Blew it up. The and then five. actually their whole starting lineup scored over 30. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Clark, he had 51 in at the end of regulation. He's obviously done nothing in, in the two overtime periods and finished with 49, but 25 points, 15 boards, two assists, a steal and a block. He was everywhere. Yeah. Except in your lineup. <laughs> Thanks, man. It means a lot. Yeah. But look, we've said this on the pod before. We've always targeted guys against the Jack Jumpers in that four spot. Guys like Anthony Lamb, Gary Clark. It's something about that inside outside powerful game that those guys have, and the Jackies don't have an answer for it. So 
if there's a player like that coming up against them over the next few weeks, I'm going to be giving it a long, hard look. Um, let's head into another overtime game. Um, Cairns, Taipans, and the 36ers. Um, look, it's hard not to talk about Taj McCall, um, 53 mm. points. Um, I've mm. been stashing him on my bench for this, uh, for this double coming up. Um, mm-hmm. and look, and then another guy scored, uh, 40. Um, <laughs> nah, why'd that come for? He scored 49. Uh, 43 for Paddy Miller. That was, uh, that was some big scores all around. Talk to me about a colder gack. I just want to talk about Adam Ford because okay. I just can't understand what's going on. So everybody's went and added Meninga. Um, he got yeah. absolutely manhandled, I suppose, in four minutes by Humphreys. And then they've just went and went Roberts and Gack instead of what they've been going with all year in like your Clintmans and Menengas and flipped it on its head and they've gone sensational. And you want to know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to add these guys because that's no. what I did last time Roberts did it. And you want to know yeah. what happened? Ruined my season. I lost money. I wasted trades. I sat there in hope and in fear. And the same thing will happen to Gak again. I think the moral of the story is that Adam Ford hates Supercoach. 21 and 14 for a colder gack in 28 minutes, 46 super coach points. Like that is completely out of nowhere. He has, he just scored 40, what was it? 46 super coach points. And he's a three round average of 17 still. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That center spot though, it's, I don't even know what to call it. We've, We've seen Menenga. We've got no Wardenberg this week. We've seen them have Josh Roberts pop up for two weeks. Now Gak, like he seemed to be the flavor of the month when they went over to the States earlier in the season, but you just can't trust them one week to the next, can you? No, because even Josh Roberts was good in this one. He was good and he didn't get the burn. He only played the uh, 12 minutes, but look at this for hyper-production. 12 minutes, 12 points, four rebounds, an assist and a block for 19 super coach points. Like when he's out there, he doesn't mess around, does he? He gets he gets busy. He just gets down in the dirt and does what you want as a teammate. Like, and he doesn't yeah. take away from like the Patty Millers and the McCalls. And they were sensational once overtime came in, or probably the last probably three or four minutes, and then overtime. Yeah. Patty Miller and Taj McCall just put their right. teams on their on this back and said, "Hey, we're the Cairns Tire fans." See, we talked about this when. Uh, Josh Roberts first had those couple of big games against Melbourne United. And we said, it's nice for a change to have a guy who's rolling to the hoop rather than picking and popping and gives a target to McCall, gives a target to Paddy Miller. And then they went away from it. A colder gap and in the small sample size, Josh Roberts gave that, them, gave that to them again this week. And look, Miller, big score. McCall, huge score. Gak, Roberts in limited minutes, both productive. They're so much better going to the hoop than shooting threes with Wardenberg and Menenga, surely. Yeah, you'd think so. But anyway, they Adam Ford will do what Adam Ford does. And Gak is probably a trap of the week for me. 
Um, I yeah. know a lot of people are, are talking about adding him, but yeah, that that is fool's gold. And I know it's the wrong timing, but we did mention Corey earlier on. Corey's live on the show, um, and he's the guy that got 546 in the last week. So congratulations, mate. Um, you will enjoy your squeeze packs. I know I do. So um, who else would enjoy a squeeze pack, uh, Matrix? The guy who's not in your roster this week. Who? Gary Clark. Yeah, yep. Oh, well, he might be in my roster this week. He just wasn't last week. <laughs> um, um, Isaac Humphreys, 49. Trey Kell, 33. DJ3J with 26. Rounded out a great round. Um, Wiley, I was pretty happy with the 19. Just the eye test when I watch him now. Like, it just, it kind of looks like Kyron Galloway could take his spot at any given time. The coach seems to like Kyron more than Wiley, and I'd be playing Wiley. I just, yeah, I just don't know. Wiley, I'm going to go out on a limb here. He's not coming back next year. No. 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 Uh, Not to Adelaide, not to the NBL probably. Yeah. Look, the late game was Perth, Southeast Melbourne. I didn't watch much of this, but I checked in at half time and Cotton had 25 actual points. He looked like he was on a pair. Yeah, I watched the first quarter and maybe a three minutes in, and I just really don't enjoy watching Southeast Melbourne Phoenix games at the moment. Um, I know that they're starting to get some troops back. They had Creek and Williams back, but Cotton was absolutely cooking, and it looked like they could have won by 40 if they put their um, if they kept their foot down. Yeah, look, Creek had the 36 points, seven rebounds, 40 supercoach points. It seems like a lot of that was done in garbage time, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but, like, why was Melbourne. he out? What's that? Why was he out there playing? Like, Why was he out there? Because we've got no one else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get get Ruben Tarini some burn. These teams are worth mentioning because both Perth and Southeast Melbourne are now on a double-double. Perth, we're talking Bryce Cotton, potentially uh, Pinder. Doolittle's got that question mark over him. Southeast Melbourne, you've got uh, Big Source, you've got Mitch Creek, and I don't even know what's going on with Gary Brown. What are your thoughts on these guys moving into round 16 and 17? So... Brano slid into my DMs a little while, uh, maybe a week or so ago, um, to have a chat about his trades. And he has a boost up his sleeve. And I actually said that you should try and save this boost for this week to target the Southeast Melbourne and Perth guys that you think will will blow up. Because I don't think... Because having the boost, he could downgrade somebody and get a cotton and a creek yeah. or get a cotton and a source and... It's raining. Um, but I don't think anybody else is going to be able to afford that unless you've got a boost. Um, I wonder whether the performance of Taj McCall has changed that plan a little bit. I think Taj is probably the best player this week that you could play. But, mm-hmm. look, if I was – and he's sitting at three or four hundred, and I was just thinking – like, if you could get Bryce Cotton and Mitch Creek and they both have 80-point weeks, you could catapult yourself into the top 100. Mm. I don't think there's going to be too many 
it would have both of those. But how many teams do you reckon could possibly, and I don't even know if this is mathematically possible, have McCall, Cotton, Creek? That three-headed monster is pretty scary. Well, I think you can, but, like, I think you're going to, like, you're going to have to trade out, what, a Gary Clark and a, and Darren like Adams. some people like that. Yeah. Like, um, go early and mm. trade out a Trey Kell early and, and Adams, like Adams out to one of these guys, um, becomes a little bit easier after how well Adams played this week. Um, mm-hmm. but I think you're going to have to mortgage your future by trading out a Gary Clark and stuff. Like I'm sitting there with Valentine on my bench. Um, I'm Ooh. sitting there with. Keatham, like I'm yeah. sitting there with Galloway and like that's not going to fund a Pinder. That's not going to no. fund, like it's not going to fund a Pinder, let alone a Sauce, a Creek or a Cotton. Like it's just not yeah. going to happen. Probably the obvious trade out this week is Lamb. That, that frees up about 400K and then you're going to have to do a deal to uh, sell your soul if you want to bring both in. Yeah, 100% there. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in that game? I think that's it, mate. Um, was there another one or was that the last game of the round? Brisbane no, played two games Sunday. We had Brisbane, Illawarra and Sydney's absolute, uh, demolition of New Zealand breakers. Uh, probably the first one, Brisbane versus Illawarra. A couple of things to talk about. Sobey was back. He started scoring really well. Had, I think, 14 at quarter time. Finished with 25 points, 35, uh, 30 super coach points. So, nice had a lot of he had the four turnovers as well. Terrell Harrison, 34. He's been having a purple patch. Uh, Shannon Scott, 31 points. And this is what we talk about. I highlight this every time. Look at this stat line. Five points, five rebounds, six assists, three steals. There's nothing that really jumps out. And then 31 supercoach points in 22 minutes. He's yeah. just a fifth. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And, like, I... Wanted to get him in a little bit. Kind of glad I didn't. Um, he sort of yep. still underwhelmed a little bit. But when you have a forty-point week from a guy that paid a hundred, that you paid one hundred and sixty yeah. k for, um, you're absolutely going to take it. It's just, I feel a little let down by this, this Brisbane coaching a bit at times. Like in Cairns, Scott was at least a thirty-minute a game guy, and at times played close to forty with injuries and stuff. And I know Norton's playing well. He had eighteen actual points. In this one, he just got on a bit of a hot streak. But uh, I don't know why Shannon Scott isn't playing 30 to 35 minutes because they look so much better when he's out there. And Sobe benefits so much from him. Yeah. Should be noticed Katie, Casey Prather was injured in the last game as well. Um, yep. Hasn't been right. Apparently when he came into the squad, he was about 70%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, didn't didn't get burned in this one. Yeah, and Bannon was out as well for this one, which uh, yep. didn't help. Very good. Illawarra, uh, 33 from Froling. He had a really good weekend. 25 minutes he played. Had a bit of foul trouble. Finished on the four fouls. Tyler Harvey popped up. 29 actual points, but only 30 super coach points. Uh, Justin Robinson, your guy, 24 super coach points. And Gary Clark was a little bit quieter on this one. He just took a long time to get going. He, he really didn't affect the score shit until after half time and finish with 13 and 8 for 26 super coach points. But one of the guys that popped up over the weekend with the absence of uh one East the Bullock in the first one was uh Lee. He went back to the bench mm. in the second game, but he uh he had 30 in the first and 10 super coach points in the second. He's getting some burn. 
Yeah, and I need a downgrade option, and maybe Lee is the pod I need um, because when he when he got that start in the first one, he was he looked great. Like the eye test, I actually watched him in preseason, and I actually said, "Who's that bloke?" and had to you know Google who he was. Basically, just up in the stands having a look, and yeah, um, yeah look, I like what I've seen. He's big, he's a shooter. Um, yeah, look, he could be my downgrade option. I've got about 200K. Nobody has a better schedule than Illawarra. Everybody seems to own Lockie Albrich or, like, everybody yeah. looking for a downgrade option seems to own Lockie Albrich. Yeah. I wonder if that's maybe the pod that I'll I go think down. it might so. be. You could stash him for the rest of the season with their schedule. He seems to be at least their sixth man at worst. He played 23 minutes in the second game, played probably close to 40 minutes in the first with the overtime periods. Um, the Bullock's back, only played the 10. He's struggled this year. Um, but what you give up in defense when uh, Wakala Bullock goes to uh, the bench, I think you more than make up with Lee's shooting. He's got size, he rebounds, but he he spaces the floor so well. You look at guys like Gary Clark, and that's why he probably got going slow, because you can you can help off Swakala Bullock a bit more. You can't help off Lee. He's a sniper. Yeah. And he's so big, like you can shoot over anyone. I feel. Yeah, and he—he's on a three-year deal. Oh, is he? he? Yeah, that'd be wise to actually play him and invest him because he's going to be around for a while. There's um, it's sort of that time of the year where some of these contracts potentially come into play. Like, if you've got guys who are coming back next year versus a guy who you probably offload at the end of the season, where are the minutes going? Yeah, look, probably to Mr. Lee. So um, I might be looking at that mm. one. Um, yeah. Speaking of disappointments, um, the New Zealand Breakers got absolutely oh, yeah. pummeled by the Kings. Um, the Kings just, look, come out and show what we probably expect from them um, when they're playing a, um, a team at the bottom of the ladder. Um, it was a tale of two games for Sydney. Um, Jalen Adams with the 50-piece, and basically everybody – that scored well, um, probably in that top 50, um, mm. had Jalen Adams. Um, yeah, he was. He scored 80 for the weekend. He was great. I think we just need to take a moment to fully appreciate just how well he played in this game. 39 actual points, three rebounds, three assists, a steal and a block, 50 super coach points, 26 minutes he played. This game yeah, was right. over. He was on ice. Like, if this was a close game and he's balling out like that, he's probably going for 50 actual points. He was unstoppable. Yeah. And you know what the worst thing about this is? Why has Tell he me. not been doing this all year? Because he doesn't play New Zealand every week. <laughs> they haven't been that bad this year. But no, and defensively, Liapa's been pretty good. So, Yeah. Look, Valentine ch- chipped in with 32 super coach points. About time he showed up. Bolden 19 off the bench. For New Zealand, Lamb played the lone hand with 19 uh, Supercoach points. Liafa had 25 off the bench in a losing effort. But uh, other than that, PJC 14, Cheatham 15. It was forgettable, wasn't it? Yep, it was disappointing as a now Cheatham owner. So, um, and that's the round that was. That's the round that was. Um, should we have a look into our previews of the games ahead? Um, sure. Or should we just touch on maybe the schedule and see who's on doubles this week? How do, how do you want to structure this one? Look, look, there's a lot of doubles this week. So 
Perhaps we just talk about the teams that are relevant. So probably Southeast Melbourne, Perth are relevant. Adelaide's still relevant. Uh, and Illawarra is going to be relevant for the rest of the year. So there's, there's probably our focus moving forward. Sydney are on the single. Tassie's cooked. Uh, Melbourne United have a pretty puff run. So, yeah. yeah. Let's, well, let's have a look. Um, look, this is the swan song for Cairns. So this is mm-hmm. the last. If you bring in Taj McCall this week, which I might call the best captain option this week. Mm-hmm. But if you bring in Taj McCall this week, it is a one-week rental. He goes and has singles for the rest of the year. This is the last game you're going to get anything. Like, look, he scores 50 in single games. Like, he's good. But you're going to be chasing those doubles. Absolutely. Can you bring him in and not captain him? No. Look, the, the saving know. grace if you do bring him in is round 17, there's still six teams on the double. So you may be able to yep. massage him yep. out with what you've got. Come round 18, though, and 19, there's only two teams on the double, which becomes quite uh, precarious if you're holding on to too many of these other teams. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at holding my Adelaide players till after mm-hmm. round 18 because I'm going to need them in 18 when only Tassie and Adelaide. Have there? Yep. I basically haven't had any Adelaide players. Oh, sorry, any Tassie players almost all year. I had McVay yep. for two or three weeks, um, and that's a one-week rental. So I'm really going to be holding on to my Adelaide players, even though I've been hating the Wileys and and blokes like that. I think maybe I'm going to bring in a captain option from Tassie. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I know I'm already looking ahead to round 18, but it is relevant as to why I'm not going to be getting rid of my Adelaide players next week. Um, This is the last week Brisbane players, really. like, And it's fine with Shannon Scott. He is Taron Armstrong money. Yeah. So you can hold him till the rest of the year. But um, they have four singles to finish the year. Yeah, 100%. Look, solid bench options. They will give you production and allow you to spend cash elsewhere, especially as a downgrade. So I don't hate that. Yeah. Um, Illawarra still have four doubles in five weeks. So, yeah, yeah, load up. There's no reason not to have Gary Clark uh, frolling. I've got Robinson as well, Um, but maybe a Robinson or a Harvey. I think that you should probably have one of those guards in your team as well. Look, and the whole Gary Clark situation, I think I read somewhere there's a court date set for the 2nd of February. So I would... Uh, be hesitant to think the league does anything about it if they even do uh, before then. So you've got at least another two rounds out of him. Um, yeah, and that's what I was panicking about. Um, New Zealand on the single this week, um, but they do still have three doubles. Um, now yeah. that I've got Cheatham, um, he's probably a hold. Now that you've got, if you still have Lamb, even though he wasn't the best this week, he's probably still a hold to finish out the season, isn't he? Well, I don't know. I've got Lamb. 400K is a lot. I'm potentially looking at bringing in a Creek to yep. ride the double-double. Uh, or if I go the other way and perhaps get rid of a Jalen Adams for a Cotton for that double-double, um, I don't know. I, I think I can afford to bring one in, and, and Lamb or or uh, Jalen Adams might be the uh, the victim of of my funds at the moment. Yep. Um, as we said, Perth and Southeast Melbourne both have doubles. Um, 
look, it's just reeks of captain options, probably pod captain options, because I feel mm. like everybody has a hump. Um, or if they don't, they bring them in this week. Um, yeah. A lot of people will have a froling. Um, a lot of people will have a Clark. Um, but the a pod lot of people not options, Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, but the but the pot options will come from Perth and South. Look, I'm just right. do you know what? Talk I have a moral compass. Perth. I have a moral compass when it comes to Gary Clark, man. I can't believe he was drink driving. That's true. Look, uh Doolittle's out for this game with concussion, as far as I know. How does that affect Cotton? Because he he's gonna be a captain option. You'd really be capping him if you bring him in at that price. Does Doolittle's absence affect him? Does the balance get thrown off of that quad? Maybe, but I think it affects Pinder positively more than it affects Cotton. Um, mm-hmm. Look, Pin, uh, look, Doolittle probably gets those second chance opportunities for Cotton quite often, yeah. um, and helps Cotton get extra shots. But I think Pinder's going to get a bit more burn with um, with Doolittle out. Mm-hmm. See, they, they're rolling. I think the chemistry is there. Doolittle has added another dimension. He does the dirty work. He does the one percenters, screens hard. He, he rebounds hard. And I, I think these are the little things that Cotton was not getting early in the season to get him open. You know, when he struggled. Like, I saw something the other day. Rounds one to five, he averaged 14 points a game. Round five onwards, he's averaged 28 or 29 points now. It's, yeah. uh, it's been like, you know... Uh, chalk and cheese, really, isn't it? But I really think it's going to affect Cotton. Uh, it's just something, you know, my spidey sense is saying uh, avoid because of Doolittle. Um, looking at downgrade options, and I know I was chatting to you a little bit off camera, um, mm-hmm. and that's how we sort of, you know, had the discussion about Lockie Ulbrich and about um, Young mm. Lee. Um, is it... Is... Oh. Is Usher an option at 160k? Um, like, hold on one second. Haven't bought that out in a few weeks. No, about um, about twelve. Um, <laughs> since Rob left, I think. Um, <laughs> but what what do you think? Like, he's 160k now. Um, mm. you're looking pods. I'm 500. Yeah. Uh, I've got 200k. I'm getting rid of a uh, Jalen Galloway this week. Um, I don't really love Sydney schedule as much. Yeah. Um, is I, it? I hadn't considered it, it yeah. but I like it. I, mm. ha, we need to figure out how long Doolittle's out with this concussion. But Usher's got to be the obvious choice to slide into that starting lineup for Doolittle. Like they're already playing Michael Harrison there. Do they play Wagstaff? They might, but only for limited minutes. I think we want to see a real uptick in minutes for Usher. And he's shown he can produce, you know, like, and he'll be given the time, the opportunities there. But is that something that detracts from Cotton? Because those, like, he's not a guy who's going to just be happy out there setting a few screens, grabbing some rebounds. He's a lot more ball dominant, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure how I feel about it when I thought about it. But, like, I'd it, put him on it the comes bench. time to roll the dice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's something to think about. Because I could go like maybe like a Taron or something to him very easily. Mm. Yeah. What's your thoughts on uh, Big Source? Is he back? Is he an option? 
Look, he had thirty in the in the last um in the last game. Um, yeah. I think that he's an option. I think that he's a pod with the way that you know with the way that he works back. He's had a thirty. Um, look, if you're looking to ultimately roll the dice, yeah. Source was in my plans, and then we've got here, and like That's you know, plan. I'm thinking I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold a hold a Wiley. Um, I expected to have Gaz Clark. I might have to make a move to get Gaz Clark now. Um, I probably want to hold a Cheatham now that I've made my bed. I may as well lie in it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah, but I, see, I don't think any of your moves there, like Cheatham, at the price you've got him, the way your squad's structured. You'd hold him for the rest of the season. He's only going to get better, and that's great bench production if you are getting these guys like Hump, uh, rolling, playing in your centre position. You don't have to start him. You can on the on the odd week, but I think Cheatham's a great bench option. Huge ceiling. Yeah. So would you trade out at, say, a Valentine over a Cheatham at the moment? Yes. Valentine's dead yeah. to me. Sydney's schedule is yeah. just about cooked. Uh, Galloway I'd get rid of as well. I'd be looking to move away from Sydney now, especially if you're bringing in any Southeast Melbourne or Perth guys, because it's going to cover that last double you were holding Sydney for. Yeah, no, sounds good. I like it. Um, and look, Sydney go, they've got a single and then they go into a double. Whereas Tassie's yeah. got what? Two singles and then a double, but they become one of the hottest commodities there in round 18. I feel like if you can bring a, a Doyle or a Crawford, they're really your only two uh, playable guys on that squad, I think. Maybe a McVeigh. Uh, if you can bring them in on your bench a week early, if you have spare trades up your sleeve, uh, and given that that week before, there are six teams on the double, so you might be uh, pretty pretty stacked on your court, maybe that's the move if you can get in early. Even if you've got a spare trade now and you can stash a Tassie player, I mean, I'm still stuck with Biwali Bales. I'd take any type of player over him. Yeah, sounds good. That's going to be an option. Still got Krizlovich. Tell me about <laughs> um, Vodanovich. No, sounds good. Uh, we've had some really good questions. Um, no? No? Has he done anything? Well, he played the first game, yeah, the exactly. one I went and watched in uh, Brisbane. He was awful. Didn't hit the court again in that double overtime game. They went Krizlovich the whole way down the stretch. So, I don't know. Maybe he's just a little underdone. Maybe he doesn't really know where he sits there. But that, that was interesting to me. Maybe they would just you bring know, him in. Like... Yeah. Yeah, true. That's great. Well, like, uh, uh, you enjoy that 12. I will. You're my blue, blue. Of more than I was expecting. <laughs> um,. Mate, where where do we go from here? Do you want to answer some questions? You want to go through some of the most traded in and traded out? Yeah, let's let's go uh, trade in, trade out, and we'll finish with a question. All right, sounds good. And I need to hear about your trades as well. I know that we've touched on them, um, but let's have a look at who is. This is why. This is why. This is why I'm hot. <laughs> Mate, the most traded in this week is Bryce Cotton. 15% of wow. Supercoach owners bringing him in at 460K. Um, I'm probably going to be looking to fade him this week, maybe out of necessity. I'm not 100% sure. But, look, 
Cotton, captain option? He's a captain option. I'm not going to touch him. I think he's just that bit too expensive that it, you, you suffer on the rest of your squad because of it, unless you've you know been really planning for this moment. But like we talked about, Doolittle potentially out, uh, Usher potentially playing more minutes. I don't think this is his week. I'd be more inclined to take a kinder. Um, I like it. He's actually the third most brought in player. Uh, 4.9% of people are bringing in Keanu Pinder. Um, but as advertised, this is what I thought. A colder Gak, 12.8% of people bringing him in. As a downgrade option, he's going to have a negative break even. Um, he just reeks of trap. Oh, it's Josh Roberts 2.0. It's fool's gold. It's... Uh... It's also concerning, considering this double is it for them, isn't it? Yep, this this is it. They are absolutely mm. done this year. You're trading him in to sit yep. on your bench and get singles for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm I'm not about it. So I would spend up and go a um like even though Lockie Albrich is dead to me as well. For 146k, that's 50k more. And he's going to play twice as many games for the rest of the season, probably more than that. Um, Lee have a defined role. Yeah, Lee exactly the same. Um, And he is the ninth most brought in player at three point one percent at one hundred and sixty nine k. I like that. Um, Look, Gary Clark. uh, Mm -hmm. People are rectifying that mistake of not having him. Um, I'll probably be one of those people this week at three hundred and sixty six k. People bring in Justin Robinson as well. Um, I've had him for a long time. Um, he's been mid at best. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be bringing him in if I didn't have him. I'd probably bring in Harvey over him at the moment, really. Yeah, look, both are just average, aren't they? Yeah. They're playing better as a team. And this whole, let's focus, throwing the ball inside. We'll get Gary Clark going, we'll get Sam Froling going. It's worked wonders for their season, but... Yeah, you're right. Harvey had a little bit of a purple patch hitting some threes and, and got rolling but did nothing else. Uh, and Justin Robinson, he's he, he shows flashes where he, he has a couple of plays and then he goes missing again. So, yeah. Schedule's he, good. That's it. Him and Harvey take – like, I'm going to hold him for the rest of the year. That was yeah. the plan. I've made my bed. Let's line it. I bought him cheap too. Um, but I think with Harvey going well, I think that he's taking – away from Justin Robinson. Yeah. I, I don't think they're both going to pop up. They're both very ball dominant, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's um, a very Harrison's... similar issue to New Zealand with Parker Jackson Go Cartwright on. and Will McDowell-White. It's, I, I just don't get, when they're constructing these rosters, why you want two such ball dominant guards. What, what happened to the two-man who, you know, just runs off a few picks and catches and shoots? Like, I'll tell you what, my boy Cam Glidden on the weekend. <laughs> Oh, that shot is pure. That was that was elite. Um, mm. The best fifty-eight k uh, super coach game you've ever seen in your life. Uh, could bring a tear to a glass eye. That game. <laughs> um, Tyrell Harrison, one hundred and eighty k. People are bringing him in with Brisbane's schedule. That's awful. Um, yeah. I, was, I like even if Tyrell Harrison scores that many points, um, and like a Lockie Ulbrich plays half the amount of games that Tyrell Harrison is, he'll probably end up outscoring him just out of sheer numbers. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. 
Um, Hump, people who didn't have him, 335K, people are bringing him in. Um, and Sam Froling, and that is all, oh, and Mitchell Creek there. That is everybody above 3%. Um, but let's have a look at who's cold. <laughs> Um, people are trading out of Jalen Adams. People are trading out of Denzel Valentine. Um, and with the schedule, you can see why. Yeah, hundred percent. Like like we said, if you're going to anyone on Southeast Melbourne or Perth, they're the uh, the obvious out. Um, and Menenga at two hundred and twenty eight k after getting boarded, right. absolutely boarded. We we talked at the start of the year about the Vickerman effect. I think if you're a big man, you're going to get boarded if you go to Cairns. And next season, if he brings another four centers on this roster, I'm going to be very, very cautious. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Menenga, Roberts. We've been burnt by every single one of them along the season, haven't we? We have. I, I, I had Menenga at the start of the year, but just couldn't go back to another center after the Wardenberg and uh, Josh Roberts debacle. Um, Anthony Lamb, people are trading out of him um, probably to free up the cash to the yeah. most brought-in players like Cotton. Um, Parker Jackson-Cartwright, people are getting off them. But New Zealand's schedule's pretty mm. good going forward. See, Parker Jackson-Cartwright's an interesting one. The guards for these last couple of weeks are probably weaker than the Fords now. So uh, obviously you've got Cotton with a very hefty price tag. Jalen Adams' runs coming to a bit of an end. Illawarra, with a good schedule, don't have a solid guard option. Uh, PJC, the spot, you know, if we think outside this one-week single, it's a solid little uh, uh, couple of weeks for him, and they are in the playoff hunt still. They'll be playing big minutes. Um, yeah, any, any could be. Um, look, I'd be just holding New Zealand players through this run. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Galloway, I understand that. I will be doing that myself. Um, yep. Jonah Bolden, as we see, all these all these Sydney guys just coming out. Their runs t- coming to an end. Jordan Hunter's in there. Sam Wardenberg, some people were still holding. 160K Sam Wardenberg. Wow. I think he was How the mighty 300 plus at one stage. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, people are getting... You've got you, you to get out when the going, going's good. Also, people are getting off Uncle Milton, and I would probably hold Milton Doyle if I had him and just play him off the bench, playable on singles off the bench there, and just wait for that run. Like you said, stashing that Tasmania player. You know, I mentioned to my wife this week, you know, we have a second kid and it's a boy. I wouldn't mind calling it Milton. And she said, what on earth are you talking about? No. And I said, well, we can go to my second option. She said, what's that? I said, Tintin. You know, <laughs> loved that cartoon as a kid. And so she's, she's very off me at the moment. But Milt, Milton, that's a good name, right? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's got a, I need to start what, working on it. A cute yeah. nickname, Milo. Yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah, you we go to the park with Milo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. I'll do a PowerPoint. I'll laugh. Yeah. Um, but that is the ins and the outs. Um, look, let's start having a bit, chat about our trades before we get to some of these great questions. Do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. 
mate, I might um I might grab the floor first um because that, because a very easy trade in this week is the one that got away, and that was Gary Clark. Um, didn't get away from the police, um, but got away from my super coach team. Um, look, Gary Clark will be inserted into my team now alongside Zylan Cheatham. Um, so I'll be moving Zylan Cheatham to the bench. I'll be, I had a little bit of money saved up. Um, so I'm going to be trading out Denzel Valentine. I'm going to be trading out Jalen Galloway and I'm going to go and, and follow my Twitter and pop on our discord to work it out because it's only Monday and I have until Wednesday, but it's going to be an usher. It's going to be a um, young Lee. Um, it's going to be somebody along those lines. It's going to be potish. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be somebody with a good schedule going forward that I can maybe hold towards the end of the year. Um, but yeah, look, I'm off Galloway. Valentine's dead to me. Um, Gary Clark is into the lineup and um yeah, I'll have a chat about my captains afterwards. Let us know uh, what your trade thoughts are. Beautiful. I'm a, look, I'm a Gary Clark holder. I've got Clark and Lamb as my forwards, Rowling as my centre, Kel and Adams at guard right now. So uh, I'm looking to offload Valentine, who's on my bench. Uh, and I'm looking to offload probably Lamb, maybe. I'm really torn. I want to bring in maybe a Creek. Uh, possibly for Lamb, and then maybe if I hold Adams at guard, play him on a single, I can upgrade uh, potentially a Krizlovich or or someone like that to a Haizhong Lee. Uh, is he guard forward eligible? Maybe I could get rid of Bawali Bales. I don't know, but um, I've got some shocking guys on my bench right now. Yeah, and that's sort of maybe the difference in look, you're 300 spots away, but like I look mm. at my bench now, and the worst player is probably Taron Armstrong, and when you've yeah. got like a Krislovich or that um, Bales, yeah. um, it's probably like the small amount of difference every week chipping away, hasn't it been? Yeah, potentially. That that and captain choice are the two big ones. So I've got, yeah, look, yeah, Krislovich and Bales are the, the two weak links. Other than that, I've got Armstrong, Wiley and Valentine who are solid. But when you get guys like Bales and Krislovich, because they're worth so little, it's very hard to upgrade, isn't it, With, without a lot of spare yeah. cash left over. Like we're talking about, you know, Jordan Usher being a good option now. He's still 190k, mm. which is a lot, a long way yeah. away from Krizlovich. Absolutely, and and a lot more uh, upside and ceiling there. So, um, yeah, look, these are these are probably some of the lessons we'll pro- probably go through at the uh, the end of the season with a bit of a, a lessons learnt pod. Uh, <laughs> especially being my first season coming over the Supercoach platform, there's definitely been some mistakes i made early on which have haunted me for the season uh yeah the learning curve isn't it yeah we'll have to see who wins the toilet bowl um look uh, <laughs> let's let's have a chat about captains well, captain my captain well, captain my captain taj mccall that's a big yes. option i love it yeah. you, you've already got him don't you yeah, he's just been sitting on my bench marinating. Um, got me 50 just sitting there casually waiting for this week where he comes in, scores a ton, got him as my captain, slide into the top 200. That easy. Solid. Great effort. I'll, uh, I'll check back in with you next week, see how that went. What do you think <laughs> of Gary Clark as a captain option? 
Yeah, I like it. Mm? Uh, what yeah, What's look. his matchups like? So he's playing Cairns. Yeah, normally high and, scoring. Uh, and Adelaide. Mm. So who do Cairns start at the four spot? That's a good question after this week. That's a really mm. good question after this week. Whoever they start at the four spot probably won't play more than four minutes anyway. So, mm. yeah, I don't see anyone matching him with that inside-outside game. It's uh, I like that matchup for him, and I like the matchup against Adelaide. Look, you've got some some tall timber in there with Humphreys, but Rowling will get that assignment. You go down to the four spot. You've got a little bit of athleticism with Galloway. You've got uh, Wiley, who's just going to jump around like a pogo stick. Uh, I just don't think he's got the game to stick with Gary Clark over 40 minutes. Yep. Yeah, but mm. it's okay because Kyron Galloway probably can. Yeah, potentially, but I, I just think he's a rookie pretty much. I mean, he's been around for a few years, but Gary's a, Gary's a vet. He's got some sneaky moves. He'll, he'll shake and bake, you know, three-point threat, no sweat you can bet, fade away there, goes all net. He's, uh, he's doing all right. But uh, what, what about our other captain options? You're probably talking about Creek and Cotton. We've talked about Cotton a fair bit. I don't like it. Is Creek an option? Yes, Creek's an option. I think Source is probably an option as well. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a hot option. I don't think many will take him. No. Um, I'm just sitting here with, like, your Frolings, your Humphreys, and your Wileys all yeah. sitting there. I've uh, massaged my team. Obviously, it's not too hard. We have, like, 10 players in NBL Supercoach. But massaged yeah. my team. Like, I come to this great realization that I didn't have to play Froling off the bench and mm. choose between Froling and Humphreys due to Froling's yeah. handy duel. And I could move Wiley to center. So I can just bench Wiley through all mm. these doubles on both these guys and start Froling and and Humphreys. Um, that was a revelation for me. Yeah. You know, um. Alan Williams is still $401,000. I would be taking Isaac yeah. Humphrey 335 over him any day. Yeah, but we're talking about pods. Um, like, is Humphrey's a captain option? He'd just come off 88. Mm. You'd be brave, but it's a pod. I, I, I yeah. don't see that happening consistently. Like, we, we've seen him over the years. He, he's foul prone. He's injury prone. And there are times where he just gets butterfingers and, and just misses gimmies. Like, he's in a purple patch, and if you're going to captain him and you're going to ride this out, this is the the time to do it. Yeah, I'm not going to captain him. And I'm not going to captain him. And I know I captained Kel last week, but Taj McCall, to me, is the captain option. And mm-hmm. I do happen to – and maybe I'm talking myself into it because I've got him – already sitting there of course if i didn't have taj mccall i like it also turns into a pod um of course if i didn't have taj mccall i would be bringing in a cotton and a um aura creek Mm. just to get that extra one game but for sure i would probably it'd be cotton for me yeah absolutely um all right sounds good let's um let's get into some of these questions we're finished with that let's finish it up it's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Um, 
Ryan Hammond has asked, and I know you didn't answer, would you rather be manhandled by Humphreys or Gak? And maybe we'll just say who who would you, like if you're, um, I reckon it'd be harder to score on Gak than it is Humphreys. What do you reckon? Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, Mikasa Sukasa. What's that one mean? Your house and my house? <laughs> yeah, flat tacos. Um, yeah. Um, Matty Thomas is thoughts on bringing in Gak to be able to move Froling to forward and start hump at sea. I mean, that's great. And probably a possible downgrade option. I just hate Gak's schedule moving Mm. forward. And at this point in the year, I'm not looking at cash generation. I'm looking at runs on the boards and there's every chance that Gak scores a sub 10 this week. 100%. 100%. If you need a board center eligible to do a move like that, potentially Wiley, given what you said before about Adelaide having that, that one week later on where you're going to be holding Adelaide players for. But, yeah, Gak, I'm calling fool's gold. That was a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. The The worst thing about what Matty Thomas is mentioning is that Gak is also 250K cheaper than Wiley. Um, maybe... That's- I think I would prefer a like a Olbrich Pidgeotto there um, because he's going to play. Yeah, yeah, he's centre forward eligible. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to play twice as oh over twice as many games. I think. Yeah. Oh, actually, he's going to play twice as many games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just spend up, get fifty k, um, and yeah, get lucky Olbrich. Um, Ryan Hammond from Astute Newstead in the um in the chat. Um, would I go Cotton and Gak or Froling and Robinson? Um, and, yeah, look, tell us your thoughts. I – it depends what captain options you've got. If you've got another captain option that's not Cotton, I would avoid it completely. You know, like, I, I don't like him on – I don't like him this week. I don't like him at the price. I don't like him as a captain option myself. Uh Look, Robinson, I feel like he can lock in 30s. Uh, better schedule rolling forward, so you can keep him pretty much the end of the season. Rolling, absolutely love. Uh, Gak, can't stand that. Bring him in, that's fool's gold. You know, I've been burnt already by uh, Josh Roberts. I'm not going to fall for it again. So I'd be going with the Froling Robinson combo. I'd be going Froling Robinson, but again, I have Taj McCall. Um, if you're captain option becomes a, a a Humphreys or a look, I'd still probably rather go Froling and Robinson and captain a Gary Clark, to be honest. Yeah. There yeah. you go. 100%. Um, John, uh, thanks for popping in again, mate. Uh, best trade in out of Robinson, Harvey, Webster or Cheatham. Probably need a little context on that one. What are you, what are you going to trade out? Where's your, uh, you sort of your holes in your roster. I like uh, Robinson yeah. over Harvey. Uh, I don't like Webster at all. Uh, no. And Cheatham, I like as a sort of a. I think he'll be all right. They've got a good schedule after this next week, and um, he has a lot more upside than than probably the rest of them, right? Yeah, it's probably Harvey or Cheatham for me. Um, but yeah, it it depends. Like Cheatham gives you some flexibility in some spots where. Obviously, you start adding a Harvey or a 
or a Robinson, and then do you not have any flexibility in your um in your guards forwards? Like mm. I like Cheatham. Um, yeah. like that's probably the only reason I jumped on it. Um, because look, Cheatham was an option the upcoming week, and I was thinking I could just forego a week of Gaz Clark. Um, look, I'll probably Cheatham. Yeah, let's go Cheatham. Two fifty k. Let's do it. Lock it in, Eddie. Um, he, uh, Corey is looking at Cotton and Lee, um, for Galloway and Adams. So yeah, yeah. I, I like that, especially after having the team of the week last week. Uh, they look like, yeah, some, some real upgrades there. Yeah. Look, Cotton will be solid. He, he gets his, I don't love it. You know, I, I wouldn't be selling the, the house to bring him in, but if you can do it easily, do it. Lee, I'm very high on as a bench player. I think his role's just increasing every week and he's, he's, he's you know, building in confidence as well. Uh, Galloway's been disappointing. Adams was good, but we all have very short memories. We all captained him the week before and he laid an egg. So, uh, yeah, it could easily happen again. You know, one, one hot day doesn't make a summer. True, true. Uh, Matty Granger's in the chats again. Um, look, he captains Adams and he plays crap and then benches him and he gets 50. So um, it's okay, mate. We've we've all been there. Uh, Vern's in the chat. Now, Matty Thomas was asking about Bull Quoll. And um, we were actually talking about captains at the time, so I hope he wasn't asking about captains. But just with Cairns' schedule, uh, no. Um, I don't think that you could bring in a ball qual. Like, well, while it's tempting, while it makes sense, while we've seen so much of Cairns, um, I've just stashed Taj McCall. He's the only guy that I would touch. Maybe a Paddy Miller if you really want to pot it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, look, Taj McCall's the only guy I'd be looking at. Yeah, for sure. Um, Callum B has traded Wardenberg and Drimmich for Ty Webster and Lee on the bench, looking at some players to finish out the season on the bench. I don't love Ty Webster, but he did have a good game on the weekend. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but look, I don't love Webster as an option. He's mm-hmm. been, there's a reason he's 180K. Yeah, look, I love the two trade outs. You can probably do better. Lee will be solid. Uh, I mean, you've probably held on Wardenberg a little bit long. You're not going to get the maximum value for it, but there should be some cheap ones. Shannon Scott potentially uh, instead of Ty Webster. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a few other options out there. And um, Matty Thomas was saying that uh, Bullquell was the starting power forward. That's when we were having a chat about who would um, who would start uh, defending Gaz. So yeah. thanks, mate. Appreciate okay. it. Um, He's not taking Gary so- Clark. I like it. Yeah, Selkuk, Selkuk, um, downgrade option between Lee, Usher, or Wagstaff. For me, it's between Lee and Usher, and mm. I am looking to pot it up with Usher till probably mm. due to the fact that Doolittle's out, and they've been copping a bit of slack, Perth, from, for bringing him mm. back after that head knock in that game. Uh, yep. They're going to be... They're going to really make sure Doolittle's right before they bring him back in. Usher yeah. could fill that gap. Um, I like Lee as well. Um, it'll be yeah. between those guys for me as well. Look, I like Usher, uh, given the circumstances for this week and next week in the schedule. Uh, you'll probably have to move on to on from him after this double-double, and, and Lee can just sit there. But I think the ceiling's a lot higher on Usher. Um, but Lee, yeah, the price is right with him as well. 
And Ush is just going to sit on, like, my bench, and he's got two yeah. doubles in a row. And then, mm. look, you just ride him off into the sunset. And also, it's 200K. If I really need that money later on the track, I could 58K him, and if it gives me a captain option later on, I'd be happy to do it. Yeah, for sure. No, sounds good. Like the guy. Mate, we haven't done it. We haven't done a show this long in a little while. That's been good. Hasn't it? It was a huge week. There were six, six teams on doubles. Yeah, six teams in doubles. Um, yeah, we're, we're surging. The community te- teams are surging. Uh, we appreciate mm. everybody for popping in. So like and subscribe. We're actually thinking about starting a little segment. Um, I was having a chat about Braino that if you um, – do a little five-star review, um, try to make it something entertaining, and we might read it out live on the podcast. So, um, yeah, if you, think, if you think we're a couple of geese, uh, get in there and comment it on, the, um, on Spotify, Apple, and we'll read your review live on the show if I find it hilarious and I have a terrible sense of humour. So get freaky with it. I'm the freakiest. Mate, um, I think we've just got to we've just got to finish. You've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Check it out. My moves have got moves. <laughs> Let's never do that again. <laughs>